is the Celebrity Afterlife Report podcast. Hello once again, dear friends. Welcome to another weekly installment of the Celebrity Afterlife Report, the only show on the internet that gives you the up-to-the-minute gossip about all your favorite deceased celebs. I'm the Celebrity Medium. If you are a person who just recently found the report, welcome to our growing audience. If you're someone who's been listening for some time, thank you from the bottom of my heart for being loyal to the show. And now that I've smooshed you all, I think it's time to get to what you came here for in the first place. I would be very surprised if you were at all familiar with Norman Brokaw. Mr. Brokaw was not exactly a household name when he was on the earthly plane, but he was very important to a number of the people we've covered here on the report. He was an agent with the William Morris Agency, and he handled the careers of many celebrities, most notably Marilyn Monroe and Elvis Presley, both of whom we reported on many times. Norman Brokaw transitioned to the next world the other day. Now, being a behind-the-scenes person throughout his career, he was not greeted by throngs of fans, but that does not mean that his arrival went unnoticed. Regular listeners know all about the craziness that's been going on for months now between the aforementioned Ms. Monroe and former First Lady Jackie Kennedy. The Reader's Digest version is that Jackie has been impersonating the actress 24-7 for weeks now, much to the dismay of the blonde bombshell movie star. I shouldn't laugh at it, but it's, it's just so strange. Although she is careful not to use Marilyn's name, Jackie has essentially become a second Monroe, even appearing on TV shows and in ad campaigns in Marilyn's persona. Monroe has reportedly been at her wit's end over the whole sordid affair. According to a source who was present, when Super Agent Brokaw arrived in the afterlife, Marilyn greeted him warmly before taking him aside and filling him in on the situation. My source tells me the agent was wide-eyed and shaking his head in incredulity as Marilyn explained what Jackie's been doing. When she was finished, he said, quote, I just got here, and this is a lot to be hit with all at once, Norma. Let me settle in and think about it. I'll do whatever I can to help you out. Norma Jean Baker was, of course, Monroe's real name. And with that, Brokaw was led off by attendants to his new living quarters. Norman Brokaw was a heavy hitter in earthly plane show business, so I get the feeling we've only just entered a new phase in this whole crazy story. For weeks now, we have been following the transformation of former Doors lead singer Jim Morrison into a gangster rapper after his attempt to revive the real legends his band of rock great impersonators fell flat. Many have praised Morrison's metamorphosis, but a pair of legendary rappers seem to have a different opinion of his skills as an MC. Jim and the real legends performed at the Next World's version of the Whiskey A Go-Go last week. Uh, just as the show started, Tupac Shakur and Biggie Smalls entered the club quietly and stood in the back of the house. Gossip columns the next day quoted audience members as saying they saw the two shaking their heads 
and mumbling to each other as the show progressed. And when the real legends wrapped up their show, Pac and Biggie exited quickly. As they were about to get into the limo they were sharing, one of my sources caught up with them and asked what they thought about Morrison moving in on their territory. Shakur, who in the last couple of years has become a celebrity chef, an operator of a restaurant catering to an upscale clientele, simply said, no comment. Big E was a little more forthcoming, however, saying, brother needs to find himself a new line of work, unquote, before closing the limo's door behind himself. So I'm gonna take that as two thumbs down. Since Apple co-founder Steve Jobs handed control of his iVironment project over to artists Jean-Michel Basquiat and Salvador Dali, he's had a lot more free time on his hands. From information I got the other day from my afterlife sources, it seems as if some of his free time has been spent on thinking about the current direction of his former company. Legendary 60 Minutes reporter Ed Bradley, who transitioned to the next world 10 years ago this week, had the opportunity to interview Jobs recently. Apple's former chairman was not shy about expressing criticism of its current president, Tim Cook. Asked what he thought about the direction Cook has taken the company in since he left it, Jobs said, I like Tim personally, but I'm having a really hard time understanding just what the hell he's doing. I tried to make Max as simple as I could, but there's a difference between simplicity and dumbing down. I cannot understand the logic behind making the customer buy several different adapters for everything they want to connect to their computer. You can't even connect an iPhone to a Mac directly anymore. That's just stupid." Unquote. Bradley asked Jobs if he thought Apple was still a leader in technology. I'm told that Jobs paused, then sighed and said, since I got here, the only really new product they've introduced has been a watch. A watch. Who the hell wanted that? Unquote. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that I don't think Steve Jobs is very happy with the direction Apple has been taking of late. Lastly, with the American presidential election finally here, it looks as if the strain has gotten to Fred Trump, at least as much as it's gotten to his son Donald. Fred, who went off on me last week as being part of the liberal media, that he says has it in for his boy, spent most of the last week riding around the next world in a car with large loudspeakers on top of it. I'm informed that he repeated slogans like Trump 2016 and Trump that bitch referring, of course, to Hillary Clinton, over and over as he rode around various neighborhoods. Now, it's, you know, it's all well and good for Fred to support his son's run for the Oval Office, but has to be noted here that people in the afterlife can't vote in any earthly plane elections and have no direct way to influence them, making me wonder just what he thought he was accomplishing. A source told me he saw the Trump-mobile driving around and that while some people clapped as it passed, at least as many booed or shouted for Fred to turn off his amplifier. So, it's going to be very interesting to see how Trump Sr. handles things if his sonny boy loses.
Okay, I'm finished here for now. Time to lock up the Celebrity Afterlife Report studio until next week when I'll have another roundup of up-to-the-minute gossip about all your favorite deceased celebs. I hope you'll join me here then, and I also hope that you'll tell all your friends that the report is available for free on iTunes, in the Google Play Store, and on K-Chung Radio AM 1630 in Los Angeles. I'm the Celebrity Medium. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Celebrity Afterlife Report podcast. To ask a question about your favorite deceased celebrity, call 818-3-MY-DREAM. 818-3-MY-DREAM. 818-369-3732.